and entitled Karen tries to steal my dog away from me, claiming that I had stolen this dog and that she demanded it back. And I've never been more angry in my life. Here's what happened. So to start off with some backstory, at the time of this story, I was 19 years old and my younger brother was six. I would take our dog Sophia out with me and pick him up from school. Then we'd go to the restaurant next to where my father worked as a pharmacist. When my father was done at work, about an hour after we got there, we'd all carpool home together. My little brother would take his food to the little arcade machine that they had in the back and blow his allowance on it. And I'd go outside to eat with Sophia while reading on my tablet. It was a nice little mom and pop ice cream parlor and restaurant that's been around since the early 1930s. And it's across the street from a rather well-known local tourist attraction. We knew the owners and they liked her, often spoiling her with food that was either turned away or it was just stuff that they couldn't sell that day. The owner's wife would often spoil Sophia with ice cream or a piece of saltwater taffy. Now on the day that everything went down, my little brother only had half a day that day. So we had gotten there right as the lunch crowd was leaving. I leashed Sophia to an outdoor table at the restaurant while my little brother and I went inside to order. As per our usual routine, the owners had no problem with it as we were on good terms at the time and still are. Now Sophia wasn't aggressive and I was on first name basis with most of the staff who absolutely adored her. Most of them were either still in high school or just graduated and were picking up a first time job. I go to place our order, including something for Sophia to eat. And halfway through the order, the server points behind me and says in a panicked voice, someone is trying to grab Sophia. I dropped what I was doing. I turned around and I saw this heavy set lady trying to corral Sophia around the table with one hand on her leash and the other hand trying to grab her collar. And this lady is the entitled Karen of this story. I had people ask me if she was for sale before, but nobody had ever tried to just take her away before this. I rushed towards the door and I threw it open so hard it nearly cracked the glass pane. Meanwhile, the cashier was calling the owner out of the back of the kitchen. After I got out the door, I demanded in an angry voice, what on earth are you doing messing with my dog? The entitled Karen responded in a sweet voice saying, I was going to take her home. Like she wasn't just trying to steal someone else's beloved pet. And at this point, I absolutely lost my mind. I screamed at this entitled Karen and I said, you get your hands away from my dog or there's going to be police involved and it won't be for you. I was and still am a big guy. I'm six foot one and about 280 pounds. She jerked her hand away like she'd been stung but decided to try and start ranting at me about how I obviously don't care for my animal if I'm leaving it outside tied up in the sun. She then claimed that I don't deserve such a sweet little thing. I mean the nerve of this lady. She'd been caught red-handed and she was still trying to get my dog. At this point I had had it. I looked at this entitled Karen and I was trying and failing to keep calm. I've had anger management issues since I was small so this wasn't an easy task. I say to her, my dog is in a shady area and I set a bowl of water down for her, which she hasn't even touched yet. I'd been in this restaurant for about a minute before you decided to try and abduct her and we eat outside this establishment all the time. At this point I was ready to explode, but I kept as calm as I could as I grabbed Sophia's leash and unclipped it from the table. She immediately hid behind me and tried to back off, but this entitled Karen wasn't done yet. She said to me, you don't deserve such a beautiful dog. I want her for my kids to play with. And she said this in such a demanding tone. And when she said this, I sensed an opening to de-escalate the situation. I said to her, that is a terrible idea because this breed is notorious for being bad with kids. This is true with the breed, but not with Sophia. While she is a blue healer, she is lovely with kids. And she's mixed with Australian Shepherd, which are generally great with kids in my 
my experience. But of course, this lady didn't need to know that. She said to me, what are you talking about? She's been so friendly every time you're down here. And when she said this, this raised every alarm bell and red flag in my head at the same time. She had been watching me and Sophia for at least a week or two to know how often I was down here, as well as to know our routine. She might have even planned this out in advance. I said to her, this is a cattle dog. They're bred to work with half wild cattle and are known as healers for how they bite at heels of people and animals. They are not like Lassie. And it doesn't matter anyways. This is my dog and you're not getting her. Now leave us alone before the police get here. The staff have already called them. Now mind you, this was a bluff as I had no idea what the staff was doing at this moment. But it did make her stop for a minute and that was long enough for me to get back to the door and open it before asking the owner who had come out the back, hey, do you mind if I wait in here with Sophia for a bit? Someone just tried to take her while she was out front. The owner took one look at me and at Sophia trying to hide from the lady and replied to me by saying, head into the back and I'll let you know when it's safe. I took Sophia and I headed back into the area next to the arcade machine where she cuddled up to my little brother who she's always been attached to. Meanwhile, I heard the owner starting to tell the lady off. She even tried to claim I stole her dog. This entitled Karen looked at the owner and said, he just took my dog. But the owner knew better. He looked at her and said, nice try, but he's a regular customer and he's had that dog for two years now. I've known her since she was a puppy. But the entitled Karen didn't stop there as she said she's not leaving until she gets that dog. The owner then said, no, you're leaving right now. We have you on camera trying to take his dog. The entitled Karen then said, this isn't over. I want to speak to the owner. And the owner with a smile on his face said, yes, it is. I am the owner and you're banned from both of my stores. You can't do that. You have no authority. The owner responded by saying, yes, I can. I'm head of the local council and I'm making sure they all see what you did. If you leave now, you should get away before his father gets here. I've already called him and he's not a nice man when his family is threatened. And this is true. My dad has a true Papa Bear energy when it comes to his kids and he is definitely not someone to be messed with. This was what finally broke her, but she wasn't going to leave before getting in one last blustering word. She said, fine, I'll leave, but this isn't the end of this. And after she said that, she stormed out. It turned out that was the end of it. The lady got kicked out of all the local owned stores and had to do all of her shopping at a chain store in the next town over. She later moved out of the area when people found out what type of person she was and stopped being nice to her. Nowadays, the ice cream shop has been sold to new owners. The old owners retired a few years later and are living a comfortable life. I still talk with him online every now and then and I gave the wife my reading tablet so she could enjoy her books more often as a retirement present. My dog Sophia still likes kids and the sweet things in life and we've had to cut back on how much she gets since she is getting older and having trouble getting around. But I'm honestly just glad that I protected my dog from that crazy Karen. I can't believe that someone would seriously have the nerve to try and take somebody's dog. That is honestly crazy to me. Like to me, I've always considered pets part of the family. Like that's a family member you're trying to steal away from me. And I think I would lose it just like the original poster if anyone tried to endanger my family. So good for the original poster as well as the owner for coming to their defense. You protected Sophia and you made sure this weird, crazy Karen didn't get her stupid, ugly hands on your dog. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for leaving my boyfriend for not quitting his bad habits as well as for losing our pet snake. Here's what happened. So I'm a 20 year old female and I had been with my 
my boyfriend who's 25 years old for a little over a year and it was a roller coaster. Let's call him John. That's not his real name. He was never awful and was an amazing guy, but he just didn't have the maturity to change and be responsible. Here's the story. So for context, my boyfriend and I got together last year when we met at community college that we both attended in the school's gaming club. He was nice, sweet, charismatic, and really smart. I was in love. He was a student worker, so I got to see him a lot when we were done with class. I loved everything about him. However, I noticed that he chewed tobacco. For context, I hate chewing tobacco because my dad does it. The bottles he spits are just nasty. It's an awful, gross thing, and it's just overall horrible. Now, here's where I know I messed up. I told him that if he wants a relationship with me, he had to quit, and he told me that he would, even throwing the dip he had in the garbage just to show it. He even switched to alternative chew with no nicotine in it. I was proud of him and believed him at the time, but in hindsight, I should have known that kicking this habit cold turkey was not going to be easy. Throughout our entire relationship, he kept dipping with the nicotine packs. A couple months after that, I found a pack in his backpack when I was putting some of his things away in it. When he worked with me, I saw a pack in his pocket. When he visited my family, he ran out of dip and left my grandma's house to get more. Now, she lives in a sketchy neighborhood, so I was worried, and he wouldn't answer my text messages. He even made my grandma worry sick, and she went outside to wait for him, and I went out with her. I was terrified, but thankful that he came back. A couple of months ago, John got an apartment, and one day, John's bedroom was pretty messy, so while he was at work, I decided to clean his bedroom, as well as his bed, just to surprise him, so he could finally sleep on his bed. And as I was cleaning, I found some of the packs in a pair of socks, and some in his closet, paired up with some hidden vodka bottles. The alcohol was another problem that I had, but the nicotine was what I cared about more. I confronted him about it, and he said, I don't know where that came from. And I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but thinking back, I should have known that that answer was BS. I've also had problems with his excessive drinking that I didn't notice until he got his apartment, and there were beer bottles and vodka bottles everywhere. Also, my boyfriend tried certain types of gummies, if you know what I mean, and one night when we were heading out to a restaurant, he didn't tell me that he ate a gummy, and needless to say, he wasn't all there. I talked to him a lot about these issues, encouraging him to talk to someone, and he talked to a psychiatrist, and she recommended a therapist for this type of problem. I was super proud of him. I loved him with every fiber of my being, and just wanted the best for him, and he knew it was a bad habit, but he didn't know how to stop. I tried to approach it kindly. I tried to be more firm. I tried to say anything to get him to understand how these bad habits would affect me and our potential kids, but you know what? Nothing worked. I wanted to marry this guy so bad, and he wanted that too. However, it felt like everything I said fell on deaf ears. Fast forward to this month, and John and I got a pet snake because we thought it would be fun to have a cute pet around to take care of together. We loved her a lot, and we were so happy being snake parents together. However, a couple of days ago, John and I were playing a board game together for a few hours, and when I had to head home, John asked if I wanted to see our snake, and I said, sure, go ahead. He lifted the lid of our snake's enclosure, but we noticed that she was sleeping, so I told him it was fine. I'll see her when she wakes up tomorrow. The next day, I come over because we didn't have work. I asked if John saw our snake at all that day, and he said no. Then, I noticed he never put the lid back on the enclosure. We looked to see if she was in the enclosure, and she wasn't. And right about then, we panicked. We searched all over his apartment, behind the fridge, the stove, in the bathroom, in his bedroom, every single corner of the house, anywhere that was warm, even 
even inside the walls, but we couldn't find her anywhere. John tried using a fan and a pink mouse to kind of blow the scent so our snake would come out and find it while we waited, but John went to grab his clothes to do laundry and to see if she was in any of his clothes. She wasn't in his clothes, and we went back to his apartment, and she didn't turn up after more searching, and we were honestly devastated. When this happened, it was the last and final straw. John started sobbing and feeling sorry for himself for losing our pet snake, and started saying these awful things that indicated that he was not doing well mentally, if you know what I mean. He started to say that I didn't deserve to have to deal with someone like him. He kept crying and screaming about the pet snake. It was really hard hearing him cry, and so I started crying too, but I felt numb. I didn't want to comfort him. I didn't want to tell him that it was going to be okay. I felt so numb. Every irresponsible thing that we've done came flying back into me, and this was something unforgivable. He allowed a living creature to potentially get hurt because he couldn't take two seconds to put the lid back on our baby's enclosure. While he was still crying, I got up to search in John's closet, looking in any corners I could think of that she could possibly hide in. Then I picked up a bag and heard some rattling. I looked in the bag and it was full of empty nicotine tobacco packs. And I was officially done. A whole year of lying to me, risking my life, and now risking the life of our snake. I went into the living room and I poured out all the empty packs of nicotine. I grabbed my bag and my keys and I left. And I also slammed the door hard on the way out. When I was walking out to my car, it felt like I was floating. I kept thinking, is this really happening? Is it really over? It honestly felt surreal. I didn't want to believe our relationship was over. We had so many things planned. So many things I wanted to do with him. And it all washed away in an instant. I cried in my car for a bit and thought I heard a pop sound. Assuming the worst, I ran back to his apartment and I opened the door. And thankfully, he was sitting on his couch just upset. I thought something else had happened, if you know what I mean. I walked over to him and he said sadly, did you forget something? And I said no. He started sobbing again, saying the same things prior. I told him that I came back because I wanted him to be safe and I didn't want anything bad to happen to him. And I thought that he had done something that would have been irreversible, if you know what I mean. To which he responded by saying that he would never do that. I told him I care about him and that he better promise to never do anything like that to himself. And after he promised me that he wouldn't, we cried a little while after that. Then I told him to not forget about his laundry and he asked me if I wanted to come along and I said sure. I didn't know what else to do. He put his laundry to dry and I sat outside waiting for him. When he came out, we had a long talk. I told him that I loved and I cared about him so much as a person, but I could not love someone that doesn't deal with his bad habits and doesn't do anything to try and change it and that we both have a lot of growing up to do. He understood that and we held each other. He asked if we could still see each other and I said of course. I genuinely still love him and I want him to be a part of my life because we've gone through so many wonderful things together and he is a good person at heart. I just couldn't be with someone with these bad habits as well as with someone who lacked this much responsibility. He said he will always love me even if I find someone else because he's never been loved by anyone like I loved him. He just wishes that nicotine and alcohol was never invented so he could be the man that I deserve. He told me I was always welcome at his place if I ever needed anything or just wanted to hang out. He also said if I moved away that we can always stay in touch. Honestly, I wanted that. I care so deeply about him and I want him to love himself and be happy with his life and succeed. I tried so hard to compromise all the things that he's dealing with, but being with him made me realize I just can't be with someone who won't help themselves first. It made me realize that I was selfish for asking someone to change for me and people should want to change for themselves and that we are just different in that way. 
After talking, he walked me to my car and said he's going to stay up all night to try and find our snake and even requested a couple of days off from work to find her. I told him I hope you do find her for her sake just so she could be safe and have a happy home. He asked if we could have one last kiss and I just said okay. We kissed, we waved goodbye and I drove off and I cried and wailed the entire way home. When I got home, my parents knew something was wrong and I told them that we broke up and I started sobbing again. I told my dad that I broke up with him because John kept lying about stopping his habits. My dad said, really? Over just that? But I didn't want to tell the other reasons. My dad did comfort me and said while he doesn't agree with the reason that we broke up, he understands that the lying about quitting was worse than chewing the tobacco and that he was proud that I knew what I wanted in a relationship instead of just being silent. I cried while eating my dinner and went to bed sobbing. My dad's words made me think that I was being selfish for wanting John to change just for me and that love should be unconditional and shouldn't be used as a pawn to get someone to change and they should want it for themselves. Now I love John so much and I just want him to be happy and healthy but it really makes me question was I the jerk for wanting my boyfriend to kick his bad habits and when he lost our pet was using that as the final straw to break up with him a good idea? It feels so hard to start over especially because we had a plan to visit my family this summer and plans to eventually move in together but it feels so hard starting over again and I'm honestly not sure what to do. I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. You tried to help your boyfriend and you communicated what you do and do not want in a relationship. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Like this is a serious hard line for you and you said straight up listen I don't want this in a relationship. I don't want you having these really bad habits and I don't want you to be this irresponsible with our pets. I mean he let that snake out and who knows where it is. It could be in the walls. It could be in some place it can't get out of and it could easily pass away. Like that's just not fair for anybody and it's especially not fair for the snake. I mean come on. So in my opinion you're not the jerk. I think you made a very responsible decision and you did what's best for you and your life. My boyfriend gave himself an allergic reaction just to get his boss fired and this is truly the dumbest thing he has ever done. Here's what happened. So when my boyfriend was 19 he had a job at a smoothie shop. He worked with three other people and his boss. We'll call him John. That's not his real name. My boyfriend's one stipulation before getting his job was that he would not work with peanut butter since he is allergic. He'll break out in hives and if ingested, his throat will swell up. It's not bad enough for an EpiPen, but it is bad enough to need a Benadryl. At this job, they made protein balls and it was made with peanut butter. One day during the rush, my boyfriend was at the sink when John threw a big bowl of leftover peanut butter into the sink and told my boyfriend to wash it. My boyfriend argued and told him that he can't touch it and that he would break out if he did. John argued with him and told him to do it. So, my boyfriend being the stubborn idiot that he is, he said, okay, fine. Roughly five minutes later, and my boyfriend's hands and arms were covered in hives. And once his arms had visible hives, he took a picture and sent it in the work group chat that the owners were a part of, saying, can someone cover my shift? I'm a tad under the weather, with pictures of his hands. He walked out before anyone responded. Someone covered his shift, and the owners came in with the girl who covered the rest of his shift, just to yell at John. The next day, the girl told my boyfriend about John getting chewed out by the owners, and the owners called my boyfriend and apologized for what happened. Now, for a long story short, basically, we'll just say that John was not a good manager. He was not only stealing money from the registers, but he was also being creepy with some of the women that worked at the store. So John was fired, and my boyfriend also shortly quit right afterwards. Now, for anyone thinking that, yeah, this is a really stupid thing, and allergic reactions only get worse with time, yes, my boyfriend is aware of that. He 
he was a spiteful teenager with no sense of self-preservation and was just feeling incredibly petty. The owners liked him and gave him an espresso machine when he left. So he says, you know what? It was worth it. But he also says that no, he wouldn't and won't ever do that again. I've heard of people not liking their managers, but I've never heard of anybody forcing an allergic reaction just to get their manager fired. First off, I want to say that no, you should never do that. Like this is a serious allergy and you really should never do this. I don't endorse this. I think the original poster's boyfriend is really dumb for doing this and this could have ended really badly. But considering the context and the fact that yeah, he's okay and he's fine, this is unbelievably hilarious to me. I mean, what kind of manager knowing that your employee is allergic to peanut butter would then throw a big bowl of it into the sink and be like, you need to watch that right now. Like, are you trying to get them sick? Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to get sick and it's going to be your fault. So good for the original poster's boyfriend for, I don't know, getting back at their boss. You really shouldn't have done that, but it did work out in the end. And hopefully you learn that next time your allergies are not something you should really mess with. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.